Good evening and welcome to El Oso Fumar Takes. This is our 194th take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios of Euless, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplissy, as always, and I'm so proud, so pleased, and so privileged with privileged to be with you all tonight. It's going to be a fantastic show. How could it not be with the person that I have on as a guest? One of the happiest people I've ever met in my life. I've told him that a dozen times, and I'm so excited to get to, to hearing a little bit more about his story, and we'll be talking about all things Drew Estate tonight. So let's get things kicked off and thank the people that make this show possible, that make this show possible. That, of course, is our sponsors, which include Drew Estate. Drew Estate's about to make someone a whole lot richer. Hope you guys have been paying attention to the freestyle lives that have been going on on their Facebook page. If not, you've got one more chance. Yes, one more chance on January 20th. That's tw January 20th, 2022. Just a month from tomorrow. Your last chance to get entered into the sweepstakes to win a brand new, complete, and entire whole Bitcoin. Yes, I said it. A Bitcoin. Drew Estate is giving away a Bitcoin. Going to make someone a whole lot richer. It's going to happen on the Freestyle Live on February 17th, 2022. They've had a couple of entries already come in with the previous uh, Freestyle Lives in the last couple of months. You've got one more chance. January 20th, a month from tomorrow. Tune in on Drew Estate's Facebook page. You're about to get a whole lot richer if you play your cards right. So thanks to Drew Estate for sponsoring tonight's show. So let's get to it. This is our 194th take, everybody, and I'm so proud and so pleased, so privileged to be with you all. Let's welcome in our guest tonight, sponsored by United Cigars. Smoke one today. Start living united. Mr. Pedro Gomez, Drew Estate. Pedro, how are we doing tonight? My man, how you doing, bro? Thank you so very much for having me in your show. And wow, what a great introduction, man. You got so much energy. And I hope everybody's having a good evening, everybody that is watching us on social media and everybody that follows your amazing and incredible cigar show. So for me, uh, Bear, it is a pleasure to be with you. I see the people that you have bring to the show, you know, iconic people from the cigar industry. So I feel humble and honored to be with you tonight. So. Well, the, uh, the, uh, the honor is definitely mine, Pedro. I've, uh, I've, I've had the privilege of interviewing you before very briefly at a barn smoker, uh, you know, back, back when those were going on and everything and the world was actually a little normal. We mm -hmm. could actually, we could actually do some fun things like that, but we're going to have some fun tonight. Absolutely, I'm, bro. I'm excited to talk to you a little bit more about, uh, about yourself, about your role and of course, uh, all things Drew Estate. So, um, but before that, I kind of wanted to, to, you know, you know, break the ice a little bit with something. So I, obviously you grew up in Nicaragua right? In, uh, and you grew up in Esteli, correct? That is correct. Yeah. So, you know, with the holiday around the corner here, it's Christmas time and everything. Mm -hmm. I thought I was, I was just curious, what, what are some, and you've spent time obviously in the United States, you're in Miami right yes. now. And stuff mm -hmm. like that, so you're probably growing accustomed to some of our American traditions. Right. But what's, uh, what are, what are some, what were some of your Christmas traditions growing up? Man, bro, now you're throwing me back in my old good days. <laughs> Man, you know, as everybody knows, December is a beautiful month. Uh, and probably I'm not the only one that thinks that way. December is about celebrations. And, and Esteli growing up, man, December means party. Party like a rock star. Party like there is no tomorrow. Matter of fact, it's funny to say that today does uh, the horse parade in Esteli. That happens every year. One uh, uh, one weekend before uh, December 24th. 
basically what happened in the horse parade, you got people, people that, you know, ride horses and they go and do the parade downtown Esteli. And that's where the party start. So, you know, people partying today, people are going to be partying the 24th. And then people party uh, December 31st. So, I mean, if you save some bucks, you might have some money <laughs> by January because there is so much party going on. But, I mean, growing up in, in, in Esteli, man, seeing, uh, enjoying those festivities, you know, enjoying time with the family. It was amazing, bro. It was a great time. And basically, you know, very different how... Nicaragua, all the Latin culture is compared how you guys celebrate Christmas right here in the United States. Certain people do in the 25th. 24 is where you throw all the meat in the grill. Uh, December 25th in Nicaragua, it means hangover day. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wanna you don't wanna know nothing, bro, because maybe the night before you went wild in the drinking. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful uh celebration. You know, I think that Christmas is a play not just to spend time with the family you know reach out to your friends if you have the opportunity to spend that special day with your loved ones it's even better you know you you don't have you don't have to be alone on christmas there is always invitation here and there that's that's wonderful i so so nicaragua is a lot like my see my wife is european my wife's german mm-hmm. and okay. christmas, christmas eve is the same thing christmas eve is holy to her like that's that's when Christmas really is like I was a I was a Christmas day kid. And, mm-hmm. and so so it sounds like it sounds like Nicaragua was a lot like the way my wife grew up, where uh, where it was. It's all about Christmas Eve and everything. That's so, right. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about this parade of horses, though, because I know that's your background you before, <laughs> before you got into tobacco and before you got. Yes. Sorry, got into cigars. You, you made saddles. I know that that was that was part of the that's way right. you grew up and everything. Um, so, so tell me a little bit more about this horse parade. Like, th- does the whole town get together? Is it a big is horse? The just- whole town getting together. Well, the thing is this: uh, there, Esteli in Nicaragua, we are considered the Northerners. That's why we have uh, a cigar brand that is called El Norteño, and that's you know basically Norteño is because you're from Esteli, you know. So basically, on uh, those horse parade, you got. People that own horses, people that raise horses, you see beautiful animals, bro. Humongous horses. And of course, you know, people that got the money to have those type of horses. But at the same time, the same parade, you see skinny horses, you know. We call them choloncos. That means, you know, the the <laughs> the horse that you don't wanna, you don't, you don't want people, nobody to see it. But the funny part is that everybody, I don't know why, bro. I always ask myself. Why people dress as a cowboy when they don't have and they don't own horses, but they just want to be in cowboy style, bro, hat, uh, Levi jeans, and, you know, uh, long sleeve shirt. And, bro, it, it is so funny. And it is it is amazing to see because today I was checking uh, Facebook and I see some of my friends, they were, you know, waiting for the horse parade to start. There is a lot of drinking in the street. You see 
it's like a family thing, man, where you got uh, your kids, your wife. Hey, let's go and see the horse parade. You stay right there in the corner and see the horses passing by. Music, you know, mariachis, bro. It is bananas. But right after the parade ends, then everybody goes to the club. There are parties everywhere. And wow. actually, Flor de Caña Rum, okay? Tonya, the Tonya Beer Company. They are the one that make a lot of money, bro, because they are the one that throws <laughs> those big parties. They invite people from different places to go and perform, you know, and, and it is, it's, it's, it's amazing, bro. You know, I miss those days and it is something that for you to understand, you have to be there and see it with your own eyes. Oh, it's, like it's a beautiful thing to see. It sounds like that's 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 really cool. I, I mean, I've heard a lot about just. Some of my friends from other from other countries that grew up and some of their traditions and stuff like that. So it's 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 clearly cool that uh, you guys have like this whole this whole community event to like the week before Christmas, kind of like a, right. a pre party to Christmas and everything, which is really that's cool. right. And you know another one that is very <laughs> this one bro is very funny too. We also have in Nicaragua that happens in the first two weeks of December. It's called Christmas shopping. So Christmas shopping, what they do, they uh, they close the Central Avenue of Esteli and all these stores are open and then the family goes and they walk up and down the street like blocks, like 20 blocks Okay. to go and, you know, to, to go and have a chilly time with your family, maybe with your friends. Back in my old days, brother, let me tell you what Pedro Gomez used to do. <laughs> I used to dress as a Santa Claus. And wanted to make some money, you know, that was yeah. my gig. And I remember that I was the Santa Claus do, you know, like my childhood bird. I mean, I have beautiful memories growing up in yesterday, but it was also painful. It was a hard fucking. I'm sorry. I don't want to curse in your show. Oh, you can absolutely go ahead. Yes, it's midnight, right? <laughs> but it was a very hard living, man. In order to not just make ends meet. It's just about to fucking survive and keep your nose above water. That's how I was living in Nicaragua mm. back in those days. So I give besides making saddle for horses. I knew that Christmas shopping. I knew that every Saturday I have a job dressing as a Santa Claus and go and give candy to the kids, you know, and then the tourism department. Actually, they were paying me, you know, a few bucks just to go and, you know, do a little thing here and, and, and it was funny man it, it was great and i remember that it was a time when i invite my friends that people that i used to hang out with i say bro you want to make some money yeah i want to make some money yeah let's go fucking and be santa claus what the fuck bro i don't want to be like a santa claus <laughs> well but you know what i need the money too yeah bro let's fucking make some money so i took a close friend of mine he could only walk one block because my other friends, they were laugh at him. Say, what the fuck, man? Look at this guy. Oh, this guy. But they were trying to make a fan of me. I didn't care, bro. You know, I wasn't I wasn't paying attention. I was giving kids to the, to the I was giving candy to the little kids. And I was saying hi to the moms that were walking around, too, you know. <laughs> so it was it was a funny thing to do, man. And it was great, man. Good, good times, bro. You know, can't complain, man, you know. Beautiful, right. beautiful time. Two questions is your time of Santa Claus. Because one, I just heard you say that you would hit on women. So how did that go over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what, bro? Let me tell you something. When it comes to women, women in general are beautiful, you know. 
And of course, in Nicaragua, uh, there is a lot of women. Uh, the ratio in Nicaragua and everybody, every single male out there that is watching this, they're going to love this data. So you got 12 women for every man. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it, it is crazy. It can be it, it can get very rough. The, the odds are in favor if you're, if you're a guy. Oh, my God, man. All right. So for people who don't know you. I, mm -hmm. I do. And I've met you in person. And uh, and so people can't tell because you've got the neck up here. I think you're not a you're not a big guy. So uh, if one if people were doing a pop quiz and I'm like, which one of us has played Santa Claus in their life? They'd be looking at this guy, not this guy. So <laughs> so what did you did you did you stuff like a pillow underneath? Like, oh, no. Yeah, you got you know, they gave me all the costume. They gave you the bird, you know, the, the thing, you know, and you have. I remember that I used to put my two pillows. My only pillow that I have back home, right here in the belly, so I could look like a Santa Claus. <laughs> and it was funny, man, you know, and there were like people. I remember that was a time, my last, the last year that I was doing that. That was a lady that came to me and she wanted trying to make fun of me. And they said, say, hey, you know, as far as I know, Santa Claus is, Santa Claus is white. But you are brown, my friend. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and you know, and just the other Santa and the 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 cousin, the Santa's cousin, because he couldn't make it tonight. So she started to laugh. But you know, it was. I always say, bro, you know, in life, you know, if life give you limes, you better come out with your badass lemonade. So to me, I didn't have no issue whatsoever growing up, you know, you got to do what you got to do as long as you do it honestly, you know, and to me, you know, doing all the those different types of arts jobs, uh, that was something that builds your character. And that is something that also uh, creates experience. Later on in life, you will appreciate the little opportunities that life gives to you, you know, from a little opportunities, you really manage to you really manage that opportunity really well. That little opportunity will bring a big opportunity. It's up to you how you visualize yourself and it's up to you how you see the different uh, the different thinking about life, you know, right. No, we've, yeah. we've we've talked about that before. So I'm, that's it's awesome. That's awesome. I love I love hearing these stories about when you were a kid because it's uh and and a young man because it's just uh, it's really it's really fascinating and it I mean it and it shows like every every piece that kind of gets inserted into the puzzle just like it it makes more sense, it makes more sense. <laughs> so so uh before we get into tonight's major point stuff, uh, so I've you've taken a couple of puffs off your cigar. I'm smoking a cigar too. What what do you what? And I saw you drinking a beer too. So what are you drinking? What are you smoking tonight? Absolutely, man. Let's start. Let's start with the cigar first, okay? Right now, I am smoking the Underground 10. Just we're gonna put it right here in the camera. This bad boy right here. This one is the factory floor edition. It's a lamb still size. It's a really nice medium to full body smoke. May. Of course, by Drew Stay. That was a cigar brand that we launched this year, and it has performed like a rock star. People that have smoked this cigar, they always come back, you know? And a cigar like this is what I call hot Mexican chocolate because the cigar is so dang good. So, and, and then what I will you, your second question is, what am I drinking? I'm having right now, brother, the one and only jingling. 
a really nice lager beer that comes from Pennsylvania. The only thing that I remember about this one beer is that is that this one is the oldest beer in the United States. Yeah. And a lot of people in Texas, I think that you guys are about to have this great beer. We finally got it. Yeah. Streets. It only took there us like a hundred plus years. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> It was and you know how how I get into this beer. I remember back in 2013 when I started to travel for Drew Estate doing cigar events all over all over the country. I went to this small city in Pennsylvania and I was doing this cigar event. The cigar store is called uh, the Cigar Box, and and then I was there were people coming to the event. It was a guy huge Drew Estate fan, and he was asking me. A lot of questions about cigar brands, a lot of questions about the factory, a lot of questions about tobacco, a lot of questions about growing tobacco. I was like, you know, giving my two cents here and there. And then I said, bro, you know, yeah, we have been talking, but let me ask you a question. What do you do for a living? Oh, I sell beers. I was like, really? You sell beer? You got some <laughs> beers on you? Oh, bro, of course, bro. All right. So, bro, kid me up, bro, because I'm thirsty right now. So he went back to his truck. And he got me a six pack of jingling beers. And he says something like this. Hey, Pedro, this one is the oldest beer in the United States. And as soon as you try it, you are going to love it. I was like, I try. I was like, whoa, this is so good. Because what happened to me in 2013, I mean, first time, like, uh, like living in Miami, you know, and I went to the supermarket when I was doing my grocery. I want to buy a beer. And of course, you know, in Nicaragua, you find the Corona, you find the Hennikans, you know, but the other beers, I didn't know nothing. So I asked the guy at the supermarket, hey, what would be a good beer? And then he pointed out to me, guess what? Not Jingling. Oh, God. He pointed out to me, (laughs) uh, Mitch, uh, it's called Old Milwaukee. The Old Milwaukee beer. And I bought the beer. I was like, okay, this is decent, you know. And I was drinking that stuff. And one time I remember <laughs> that I got an invitation to go to Jonathan's house for dinner. And I went, you know, and, and there were a lot of people talking about bourbons and whiskeys and wines and cognac. And I told everybody, hey, you know, I don't know if you, I don't know nothing about those drinks. But one thing that I can tell you, man, when it comes to beers, I, it happens that I'm enjoying this beer that is called Old Milwaukee. It's really good. And everybody look at me. What the fuck? <laughs> but then I found Jingling, and Jingling is a really amazing beer, man. That one I can tell. I'm glad. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you found something better than Old Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm I'm smoking a very special cigar tonight uh, for me uh, because of who I'm talking to tonight. This is the uh, Undercrown uh, Dojo Dogma. Ooh. So, so this is the um, this is the original uh, re-release, not the original release that y'all did, but uh-huh. the original re-release that you did a few years ago. You ha- you highlighted the video, um, and and you and I, I know we've slept since then, but you and I actually talked about the making of that video at the trade show that year, and and uh, and you're like, well, Bear, I got to hook you up, so you hooked me up with this, you hooked me up with one dogma, and right. uh, and I, I light it up and. Um, our good friend uh, and former uh, Drew Estate compatriot, Mr. Fabian Ziegler, promptly, yes. promptly took it away from me to light up another cigar. And I was like, but I, I, I wanted that. And um, I get I went back. I went back to you and I said, man, I don't mean to do this, but <laughs> Fabian took my dogma <laughs> and you gave me this cigar. And right. I, I kept it because I, I kept it because I had to go to another appointment. 
but I kept it. I was uh, like, I'm gonna smoke this. I'm gonna smoke this on a special. My program. man, so that's that, it. So it's, yeah, bro. Thank you so very much, man. Wow, that is awesome. When it comes to that, my man, that's a collaboration. People that don't know, that was a collaboration that we have done. That's a annual. G, uh, 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 annual release cigar brand and it's a collaboration between Drew Estate and our friends from Cigar Dojo okay. and to from my own personal opinion I will say that the Undercrown Dagma is one of the smoothest Undercrown from the, the Undercrown family cigar line. It's a really fantastic cigar. It's a back press. Mexican uh, uh, grapper on it, so it's called San Andres. You got broadleaf, the uh, broadleaf grapper that comes from the state of Connecticut. And right in the filler, you got tobaccos from Nicaragua and tobaccos from Brazil. It's a really amazing cigar. Yeah. It's very hard to find though, because we only released that cigar right around October and November. But it's an annual release. It's a it's a fantastic uh, cigar. When I have the opportunity to get a couple soft pack, I always do. It brings 10 cigars on it, and the presentation is badass too. It's not just the cigar, it's everything. The whole, the whole nine yards on it. It's uh it's really I'm not bashful about this, uh, uh Pedro. It's my it's my favorite Vitola in the Undercrown line. I love, oh, man. I love it. It's fantastic. You guys hit that out of the park. So that leads us into speaking of Undercrown, that will lead us into tonight's major point, which is always brought to you by Protocol Cigars. Uh, this is brought to you by the people, cigar people, people who know everything about a lifetime of service. Protocol Cigars is more than about pool parties and good times. Well, maybe it is. But behind <laughs> the fun and motivation is a motivation for service, a motivation for giving back, and a motivation for all things well. From the original Protocol Blue to the latest release in the Lawman series, Bass Reeves, Protocol has always been about honor, passion, and yes, the people. It's what their life's work has been and always will be about. Power of the P, Protocol, Cigars. So, Pedro, let's talk Undercrown. And uh, while we're doing it, I'm going to go ahead and just, since I've got, my, I've got my Undercrown shirt on, we're going to do some Undercrown talking. Man, is, that's badass. This was a big year for Undercrown. This was a big year. This was the 10th anniversary Yes. Of Undercrown. And um I I was really I was really stoked for it because I you guys have done some great anniversaries in the recent years. Liga Pravada got an anniversary, Acid got celebrated its 20th anniversary. So you we you know all Drew Estate fans were on the edge of their seat thinking they're gonna there's gonna be something happening for the for the 10th anniversary. And you guys delivered. I'm that's my second cigar here. I've got the Toro here. Um, Dude, that's a badass right there, buddy. That's yeah. a really, really good one. I mean, the Undercrown, bro, before I jump into that question, I just want to acknowledge the people that are watching us right here on Facebook Live. And I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Joe Growth. want to give a quick shout out to Math. Uh, Rich Lai, who is tuning in from San Jose, California. Uh, our good friend that is tuning in, uh, his name is Brian Lewis. Thank you so very much for tuning with us. Sean Miles, thank you so very much. Susana, Susana is out of Texas, buddy. She's a huge, huge uh, uh, cigar fan. Uh, and, and, and I have much respect for her and everybody that is watching us, you know, tonight. So, yeah, man. So when it comes to the underground, the Undercrown was a cigar that was born in the factory floor. 
Okay. That was a cigar that basically happened. Probably it's not right to say by accident because not any cigar brand that became huge happens by accident, you know. But I would like to give all the credit, okay, to the people that work in the factory. They they were the one that blend the cigar and they were the one that select the different tobaccos that go into that goes into it. And the first cigars before Undercrown became Undercrown, that was the factory cigar. That was what we were smoking because right around 2009, we were smoking too many Liga Privada in the factory floor, <laughs> especially the, 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 the cigar rollers. They were smoking a lot of it. So we, we had a meeting with the executive that they came to Nicaragua and they say, for God's sake, you better stop smoking under, I mean, Liga Privada, because we have huge back orders in the United States and we need as many Liga Privada as we can. You can, though, you can still use the same tobaccos, but, you know, when it comes to the grapper of Liga Privada, it, it takes time to ferment up to three years. And therefore, you know, the production is very low. It's limited production. Uh, so the production shift, the quality control shift, the tap rollers, they start to uh, blend with different grappers. And we start to use the Mexican San Andres grapper on it. And then that was the cigar that we smoked, that we were smoking. And then until that time, that was well, that was a time when they came back month after and somebody shared with them the cigar that we were smoking instead of the Liga Privada. And these guys were impressed. They were amazed how good Undercrown was. And that was how the Undercrown Maduro was born. It was born in the factory floor. When we released that cigar in 2000, in 2011, that cigar became the number one cigar in half a wheel the following year. And, and it was amazing, man. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we have launched different undercrowns. You got uh, in 2015, we launched the undercrown shade. Mm -hmm. A mild to medium cigar with a Connecticut shake wrapper on it. And then the 2017, we launched the Undercrown Sun Grown uh, Dakma. Amazing cigar, uh, Sun Grown uh, Sumantra. That is Sun Grown, yes. sorry, in, 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 in Ecuador. The cigar is amazing, man. Medium body. And then 2014, we did a collaboration with Cigar Toyo, which is the cigar that you are smoking. Right. That was in 2014. And right around the same year, we did the collaboration with Shady Records. That is called, the, the, I remember Shady. that cigar used to be called Shady 15. Right. Because they were celebrating uh, 15 years of Shady Records being in the music industry. For people that don't know, Shady Records is owned by Eminem, the guy from Detroit, mm -hmm. world-claimed famous rapper, uh, Paul Rosenberg, who is his longtime manager. And that's how the collaboration came out, because uh, Paul Rosenberg is a big fan of Drew Stein. So it worked out very nice. So the Shady Records uh, or oh, Underground Shade is a cigar that we release uh, every year. Nice. Once a year, I'm sorry. Yeah, then you guys brought back with Shady XX. And then, yeah, so now it's becoming this annual thing. I really love that you guys are doing the annual releases of these these different Vitolas of Underground, particularly the dog. I mean, even though it's my favorite and would I like to get it all year round, sure. 
Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think it's really great that, sh- that you're, that you make it kind of, it, you make it kind of special and everything. And then I love that you're doing it. I, I that you guys did it with the, uh, with the sun grown as well. Um, uh, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that means that, uh, that we might see a dogma shade in the future. That, that would be, uh, that would be really nice. Well, you never know, brother. One thing that I can tell you is that Drew Estate is a powerhouse, bro. When it comes to brands. I'm not gonna say this one to brag about it, but I mean, everything that we do in the company, we do it with a lot of love. We put a lot of money into it. And whatever we do, we think about every single detail left and right. So this year, yes, we released the Underground 10, became a huge mega hit for Drew Estate. I would say one of the biggest that we have uh, after Liga Privada. I mean, without uh, putting any of our brands down, but Underground thing is a big one, bro. I think a cigar can be a good cigar, but at the end of the day, numbers never lie, and it shows how well that cigar moves in the stores. So I, I remember around 2009, 2010, like Liga Provadas, like you said, were really hard to get. Like, like stores would get like just like a very small allotment, like when we think about like the allotments for like Liga 10th anniversary, now, like that, I mean, that rare or like Pharaoh flying pigs, like that rare, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, uh, and everything. But, um, and then, so the underground comes along to kind of alleviate that short. And there was like, I felt like there was this immediate turnaround. Like we were able, you were able to see Liga Pravada more frequently. And is that, was that entirely attributed to undercrown or, 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 I mean, that had to have been a big part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is this, you know, when we released Liga Privada, it became a huge hit. But the problem has been because the cigar is, uh, when it comes to the production, is very limited because of the raw materials. Therefore, we the Liga Privada only falls into accounts that are through diplomat accounts. Mm, okay. When gotcha. we released the Undercrown was a cigar that was for, for the masses. So that was a cigar that all these cigar retailers were able to carry. And therefore, you know, we, we didn't have any limitation when it comes to the raw material. And we were making a lot of those cigars. The thing when you release a brand bear is that, first of all, you need to know your tobacco inventory. Secondly, you need to know if you have the capacity in the factory in terms of the uh, of, of cigar rollers. And of course, the space where you're going to store those cigars and everything, you know, you, the, the whole uh, uh, the whole process has to be aligned with the brand. With the Undercrown 10 for us uh, right now, when we are releasing brands, we we release the cigar in a very strategy way. The Undercrown, when we release the Undercrown 10, it has its own swag beautiful swag of the underground 10 and of course the production was humongous the risk is huge as well because once the cigar store start to order and reorder and reorder that's when the cigar brand start to take off and therefore you need to be ready in the factory and you need to have enough inventory not just on cigars in the factory not, i mean not just on cigars in the warehouse right here in miami but also have 
the production going in Nicaragua. So it's a lot of thoughts into it. But at the end of the day, you know, when you release something that a lot of people appreciate and the cigars start to sell really well and you start to read the different reviews that cigar bloggers do uh, about that cigar, it is amazing to see. So let's see, you know, next month, uh, we're going to be uh, the... The brand uh, recognition, how do you say Recon recognition. recognition? Yes, that this cigar brand will have in the cigar industry. But by far, you know, people have to smoke the cigar, they love the underground town. It's a really beautiful, amazing cigar. Yeah, so you, I mean, yeah, so it's to celebrate uh, the, the 10th anniversary of Underground. You guys do the Underground 10. So let's, I mean, let's talk about this because this isn't this, at, okay, at face, like if you look at it from just far distance, it looks like an Underground, right? Mm -hmm. You got that, yes. got that beautiful, that beautiful black and gold and blue uh, label, but it's got mm -hmm. some, it's obviously got some extra stuff to it here. We've got a whole new secondary band underneath mm -hmm. it. We've got a foot band mm -hmm. and then we've got this, incredibly unique way of dressing the cigar with this ribbon that goes over the top right of it. so almost like uh a tassel at graduation or that's right or I, I i can't think of another metaphor for it but i i i really i was really impressed by the work that you guys did on it so so um so talk about the blend is in the in the blend is different so it's it's right. it, you know again if you look at it from far away it looks like you know maybe a mm -hmm. special underground which it is but it's, right. it's a completely different line it's to commemorate 10 years of underground um so talk a little bit about the blend and and what went into like the different design work and things like that absolutely man you know when it comes to the underground 10 aka all deck out so we went to the top because how are you going to bring a cigar into the market bear to celebrate 10 years of amazing achievement from the regular underground? Of course, you have to raise the bar. You have to uh, step up your game. And that's what we did with the underground and the packaging idea and the whole night yards. It was beautiful thought on details. And it's a cigar that means celebration of 10 years. Uh, and the, the, the packaging is also uh, it's enhanced the underground as it is. And as you say, when it comes to the blend, it's very different from the regular underground uh, because in the blend of the underground 10, we use high priming Mexican grapper on it. And when it comes to high priming, you're talking about ligero, ligero tobacco leaf. Those ligero tobacco leaf are the ones that, that have the richness the spiciness, the pepperness, and any tobacco out of the plant. So the ligero leaf is the, the where you get all the goodness out of the out of the tobacco plant. And right in the in the in the binder, we use the broad leaf that comes from the state of Connecticut. The broad leaf tobacco is the same tobacco that you see in the Liga Privada Number Nine as a wrapper, and the filler. The whole filler is just from Nicaragua. And the regular underground, you got tobaccos that come from Nicaragua and Brazil. And the underground tank is only Nicaragua, hands down. So therefore, the strength is medium to full. But it's medium to full in a very good way because the underground tank has a lot of complexity. 
a complexity people that love cigars they do know what i'm talking about because when you smoke a cigar and it start to change from the moment that you light that cigar up to the moment that you're smoking that cigar down and that's a very hard thing to achieve because there are certain cigars that we have smoked in the past that only have one note that you know you, you you cannot find different flavor notes you know mm -hmm. but in the underground thing you find a whole remix of different so, subtle notes of different type of flavors everybody have different palette there are people that have very clever to the point that they can tell you oh my god bro i can get the coffee toast you know in my palate <laughs> i can get you know uh cashew sugar in the palate you know i can get this i can get that well to me bro i don't have a palate as a chef <laughs> but i will tell you when the cigar is right the cigar is right it's like when it comes to music you know you know when the sound is right you don't have to be a music producer guy or a music engineer just to see when the music or the song is good when the beat is good the lyric is good the melody is good then you know that you have a hit that could easily win a grammy award and when it comes to cigars you can find cigars that have all that the big challenge bear is this is keeping that consistency that's the challenge for every company. That's the challenge for every cigar manufacturer out there. And it is a challenge for Drew Stay day in and day out, making a consistency, handmade product out of, out of inconsistency raw materials. So that's why you have to retweak and retweak the, the blend every time that you can. And that's how it goes. So the underground tent, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, Pedro. This is this is going to be a regular production line for you, right? This is mm -hmm. yes. with the exception of the cigar that you're smoking, which is mm -hmm. for Drew Diplomat only right. um, that that Vitola specifically. But OK, so tell me if I'm wrong here. So like Liga Bravado, like is this very special cigar. It's it's always had this it's had this really storied past of of being hard to get the materials like you were just talking about. Liga 10 celebrates its 10th anniversary. You guys go out with this great cigar that's, again, re released very, really, very special occasion, you know, very limited quantities allocated to Drew Diplomat retailers, et cetera. But the Undercrown kind of became the the everyman's, every person's Liga, right? It, right. That was the, and so is that why you guys decided to make a cigar celebrating Undercrown that would be available all the time? Is that kind of what you were going for? Well, I remember that when we released the Undercrown, uh, there people were calling the Undercrown Liga Undercrown because of the huge success of Liga Privada. And one thing that really took a lot of people by surprise, the Undercrown holds its own pedestal. Liga Privada is Liga Privada. Undercrown is a whole different animal. So it's very, uh, probably it's not going to be fair to trying to compare Undercrown to Liga because okay. Liga Privada is Liga Privada. Undercrown is a whole different thing. And, and it is amazing to see, you know, how far that cigar has, uh, has been going up there, reaching different type of cigar smokers and trying bringing people to try cigars from Drew State. 
Even though the Andruste, I mean, besides the traditional cigars like Liga Privada, Number Nine, Liga Privada T52, Serie Unico, Herrera Esteli, Nica Rustica, Undercrown, uh, you also have non traditional cigars like Larutan, Deadwood, uh, Papi Van Wilkom, Kentucky Fire Cure. Mm -hmm. Those are non-traditional cigar brands and then you have the infusion cigar brands like acid uh tabac especial ajava which is a private blend a private label that we make for rocky patel and then you got other different infused cigar that we have made in the past uh, we still make the ambrosia cigar but that's the thing about drew state bear we make cigar for every palette up there and we also make cigars for every wallet up there too because you got liga privada but you also have factory smokes which is a really fantastic traditional cigar we also well we got the factory smoke suite and then you got the factory smoke on uh, the maduro version the connecticut the sumantra and those cigars bundles they fly out of a cigar shelf when people go and buy those bundles they buy one or two three four because that's a cigar that you can smoke every day anytime and then you might keep your ligas you know for a special occasion or maybe for the weekends you know but i always suggest to people that never ever save your cigars because a special occasion could be every day it doesn't have to be Christmas, you know? It doesn't yeah. have to be New Year's Eve. You can have a shitty day, but if you light a good cigar, guess what? Things start to turn to be beautiful, you know? Because that's what life is all about, bro. Life is not about uh, butterflies and, 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 uh, butterflies and uh, rainbows. Life is about struggles, victories, and all and everything in between. And that's what the cigar does. And when you smoke something that you truly enjoy, I will say that during the pandemic, uh, a lot of therapy for the cigar smokers in all over the world was light a cigar. Mm -hmm. People were smoking more because uh, the majority of people, they were working from home. So they have the flexibility to, to smoke more cigars. At the same time, you know, if you have the opportunity to go and see a friend and the friend happened to be a cigar smoker and you didn't smoke cigar at that time during the pandemic, the guy said, hey, you know what, bro, let's have a let's have a cash and let's have a cigar. You know what? Try this. He's not going to give you, you know, the top of, the, of everything that he is saving. He's going to give you a cheap cigar you know let's say a factory smoke and if the person enjoy what cigars are all about then the person out of the blue become be, be, uh, becomes a cigar smoker and that's basically what happened in 2020 the the man of cigars went to the roof for us, we will say that the cigar industry, not just in Drew State, but I will say across the board for other cigar companies as well, it was a huge, cigars were in huge demand. And therefore, the companies that took uh, the opportunity to increase their production, 
that took the opportunity to go up there and buy more tobacco because in Drew State, we don't have tobacco farms. We don't own tobacco fields. What we do, we buy tobacco in huge quantities. And when you buy tobaccos with huge quantities, brother, let me tell you something. You got the opportunity to pick and choose because tobacco suppliers, they rather make a phone call and sell 3,000 tobacco bells of just one variety and one phone call or maybe one email. And then from there, bro, if you keep tobacco inventory, yes, you can keep the consistency of the blend of those brands that are selling really well in the market. But the, the logistic part is having a lot of tobacco. Therefore, the risk of buying tobacco that, for example, in Drew State, we keep tobacco up to four years of inventory. That means that if we stop buying tobacco in January 2022, we're going to run out of tobacco as a raw material in the next four years. So the amount of tobacco that we store in Drew State Factory is humongous. But that was a risk that Jonathan Drew, uh, who is the co-founder of Drew State, took early on. He truly understood that, you know, buying tobacco in huge quantity, even for a uh, accounting guy, he would say, bro, you are just making, you are working backwards because you are buying tobacco as a raw material that you're going to be eventually using two years, three years, four years uh, in the future. It doesn't make no sense, you know, mm -hmm. but in the cigar manufacturer, it makes a lot of sense. Otherwise, if we don't, if, if we, if we haven't made that decision to buy a lot of tobacco, we are going to be used releasing into the market. Guess what? Limited edition. Limited edition here, bro. We only made a thousand boxes. You have to buy 10 boxes, at, 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 you know, and you trying to move product as quick as you can because you know that you don't have raw material to make that brand consistent. And that's how it goes in the industry. So, you know, with the amount of time that you've been at Drew Estate and all the projects that you've been a part of and everything, I'm not going to sit here and ask you, like, what was your favorite or anything like that, but this, this, Underground 10 had to be pretty special for you um, because I know it's, it's been a project that you've been involved with directly. I mean, you're, you're, you're Mr. Drew Estate, you're all over the place and we're going to get to some of the other brands that you, that you, that you're a part of, but Underground, you've been a part of that DNA for a while. Like how special was this cigar specifically to you? Bro, you know, to me, Bert, I, I, thank you so very much for your question. To me, Underground in general, talking about the Underground Shade, the Underground Sangron, the Underground Tang, all of them. But in this case, the Underground Tang, because it's a celebration of all of them, boom, you got this one, a huge, uh, a huge cigar brand. But for me, I always say that the Underground was a cigar made for the people, by, uh, for the people, uh, by the people. You know, uh, and it's a cigar that everybody should should try and smoke. And it's a cigar that Drew Stay, you know, as a company, when it comes to our branding, how we brand our cigars, every cigar has to have a beautiful story. And the story about the Underground is the story of, of our cigar rollers in Esteli, Nicaragua. It's a, it, it is a testament, a beautiful testament of the people that work, that go to work every day, early in the morning, and they make sure that they give you the best that they can make 
in a handmade product. So for us, seeing the huge achievement of the underground, it is amazing. And of course, it was a beautiful thing that Drew Estate did, giving the credit to the people in in, in, in Esteli, Nicaragua, in the factory of Drew Estate, you know. So for me, it means a lot, bro, because everybody that works in Drew Estate, I know them. <laughs> well, nowadays, we got more people that we have been hiring. Uh, but I spent seven years working in the factory. And I remember when I started to work at Drew Estate Factory, I was the go-to guy. You right. know, I was Henry and the movie uh, Goodfellas. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Classic movie, bro. Henry, he was parking cars. Yeah, Pedro was. Well, Pedro wasn't parking cars because Pedro didn't know how to drive back in that time. <laughs> but I was getting everybody's lunches. You know, I was getting everybody's coffee. I was, uh, uh, if you know, the CFO or the operational manager want to have a list. I was going table by table asking the rollers, you know, and I remember uh, when I started to work very close in the production, I was going table by table, uh, picking up and keep the inventory of cigars that were made that day. So I was asking wow. the pair, hey, so I knew by seeing what cigar they were making, let's say Cuba Cuba, I knew that in the code of the company is number 10. I knew that the, 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 the grapper and everything, but the, the thing that I want to know for my report was the production. How many cigars you guys made today? So based on the uh, capacity of different pairs, people were making 400 cigars a day. Other people were making 350. Other people were making 325, you know. But the good cigar makers, they were making 400 cigars a day. Oh, I'm wow. talking about the Bonchero, which is the male, and the Rolera, which is the lady that they pass the grapper into the cigar and everything is handmade. And therefore, you know, then you have the supervisor that his job is to check all those different cigars. But the point is this, I knew everybody and everybody kind of know me too. <laughs> so, so for me, seeing the achievement of the undercrown, it is beautiful, man. It is amazing. And I, I, I don't know if you saw the video that we came out with mm -hmm. when we launched the undercrown 10 and you see all those, People in the factory that they hold key position that they have been with Drew Estate since day one, brother. Let me tell you something. When you are part of the company, that it grows not every year, not every month, not every week, day by day, you as a supervisor, you as a manager, being from Nicaragua, keeping the pace is the toughest thing. Because you can, let's say, as a supervisor, let's say that, yeah, I have, I have to manage, you know, uh, 10 uh, pairs, but out of the blue, besides, you know, uh, managing 10 pairs, you know, and then the other guy is managing the tobacco that we buy, and then the CFO is keeping in mind, you know, and keeping the cost and managing everything they have to do in any business, you know, uh, you have to really, really adjust yourself to the pace of growth of the company, you know? And it is amazing to see my friend that the people that were with Drew Stay back in that time too, when we were just making a little production every day, now they are production is crazy, man, mind blowing. It is amazing that those people still are with Drew Stay. And of course, you know, Drew Stay has been growing 
and they have been growing with us as well within the company. And it's a beautiful thing to witness. No, and that's exactly what I was talking about was the, the video that you got. And, you, and you've, you've been doing the videos for years on all these new products, and they've been fantastic. But I really love the, the, the celebration that you put into this cigar in particular because it was about the people. And, and, uh, and, that, and that kind of brings up this next point. So when you guys announced, you guys, when you guys announced the Undercrown 10, you did it very similar to the, the latest release that y'all did with the 20 acre farm, which was this uh, freestyle live. You had everybody out there with their cigars unbanded that care here. This is what you're going to smoke and, and revealing these, these, these fabulous projects like Undercrown 10. So that was kind of what I was going to ask. So like, you know, obviously the freestyle live was kind of born because of the pandemic. And I imagine that in some way, form or fashion is, you know, things progress and things go back to a little bit, what we call normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine freestyle live will still be a big part of everything, but what went into the decision to like, Hey, we're going to bring this, we're going to bring the cigar. We're going to announce this release in a whole different way because I mean, truth be told, Pedro, I mean, nobody else has done it this way. Nobody else has really has really put out the cigar with. I mean, I mean, this type of fanfare and mm-hmm. this type of way. I mean, you guys really captured the use of social media, captured the use of your of your fans, your consumers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and released a cigar that celebrated people in a in a completely different way. So. What, when you guys were coming up with this idea, I mean, what what were some what was that like having these ideas thrown around and like how did you end up landing on this as like hey this is how we're gonna do it? Man, that's a good question, man. Well, first of all, I have to give a huge shout out to Jonathan Drew, who is uh, uh who is my boss, and everybody boss <laughs> and Drew stay, uh, but he is uh, my boss because I'm working marketing and he is the chief in the marketing department. So for us, you know, I think that, I mean, put it this way, what is the freestyle life for people that don't know? Freestyle life is when we do our huge releases in terms of cigar brands, in terms of maybe a collaboration that we have done, in terms of maybe another skew that we are going to do in an X cigar brand. Also, we... uh, unveil the swag that we're going to be giving to our loyal fans up there, people that go to the cigar events and support the brick and mortar, the support the retailer, you know, and they buy the cigar and they get the swag and everything. But how everything came to be, it is like this, brother. You got, let's say, a simple example will be Apple. And Apple, back in the time when Steve Jobs used to release, you know, his computers, he was doing it in trade shows, you know. Now, Drew State, this is the Drew State Day. This is D-E Day. And that's how we picture the freestyle life. So what we do in a simple word is business to consumers. Back in the time when we were uh, when we were attending to the IPCP uh, IPCP uh, um, what's the name of the show IPCPI IPCPR uh, we were launching the brands there. Obviously, our first contact was the retailer. Later, month after, then the end consumers will know what the retailer is bringing to the store. 
Now we are bringing that stuff straight to you, to, to everybody. And it is amazing to see another thing that we have done. Uh, obviously, Jonathan, you got the guys, the, the, the guys that manage our brand, the brand management. You got the uh, people that, I mean, when it comes to marketing, you got brand management, you got consumer engagement, you got digital marketing, you got the ambassadors like Willy Herrera, uh, myself, you know, Frank Moreno, who had who has a show every Wednesday that is called Stick and Sip, sorry, Stick and Sips, okay? That's every Wednesday at 7 p.m. So we are part of, we we have meetings every day, bro. Every day, like, those meetings can last one hour, two hours, sometimes three hours. But the point of having the freestyle life is because, obviously, last year, we were going through a pandemic. We knew that IPCPR will never take place. For us, you know, because we can't stop the factory making cigars, we have to think in a different way. So the different way to make a cigar or to release a cigar, that was the most clever way to do it because what we do besides, you know, letting everybody know the freestyle is this, this time uh, uh, on, free, on Facebook Live, uh, we send a package or where people can buy this swag for the Freestyle Live and they can get three cigars that are unbanned that they just don't know. It's the mystery cigar. Right. They smoke that cigar and then the day of the show, that's when we let everybody know what that cigar is all about. And then before we know it, right, right the next day after the Freestyle Life, everything starts to get shipped to all the stores across the country. Unfortunately, I mean, we also sell cigars in other countries, but obviously the priority of True Day is uh, to start off is the United States. And then we sell uh, those cigars to our international business partners, our distributors that are based in different countries in Europe, in Asia, in the Middle East, in Africa, in Latin America. So to me, it is amazing to see that when we have the freestyle life, you got people out of Lebanon tuning in, out of China tuning in, out of countries in Europe tuning in to see what Drew Estate is going to unveil. And it's a beautiful thing to see. And of course, me, on behalf of Drew Estate, we would like to thank everybody out there, everybody that has been believing in Drew Estate, all our fans, all our cigar smokers, because everything that we do, guys, we do it for you. And I'm talking to everybody that is watching this video, everybody that is going to watch this video tomorrow, next week, and a few months from now, everything the Drew State is done is doing it for you. So with the freestyle life, it's beautiful because we also give, we're going to make somebody a whole lot of richer next year, February 22nd. Yes, that's the uh, ad right there. And that's something, you know, people that tune in, they got the opportunity to win amazing prices. Last, last month, we were giving away a truck. Mm -hmm. uh eb car from ford f uh f uh, 150 lining truck beautiful price you know i think that was somebody from maryland that won the price we were uh we were giving away also uh uh atv then we were giving away a bridge bar a huge huge bar for your house and people have the opportunity to enter to the swiss tip that we're going to be doing giving a big a uh, bitcoin 
So, you know, if you have a Bitcoin wallet, yeah, we're going to transfer that Bitcoin to your wallet. If you don't know nothing about Bitcoin, if you happens to be the winner, we're going to give you the cash. And everybody loves the cash, you know. So when Drew statement, we give a lot to our cigar smokers out there. We give a lot, not just to our business partners, but most importantly to our end consumers, because those are the ones that pays the bills. Now, you know, I mean, you have in order to sell something, some, that something, which is the cigar, have to be good. And that something have to have, uh, uh, I mean, a loyal fans up there. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is this, bro. When you love a cigar so much, you can suggest that cigar to somebody else. Okay. And then you have end consumers, you got uh, uh, loyal end consumers, and you got disciples. And that's the difficult thing to achieve. And it, 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 you can take that concept and apply that concept to any industry. I will tell you something. Every company out there will die to get that following. Few, few brands have achieved that. One of them is Apple. Another one has to be, you know, like if you are, if you ride motorcycles, you might be a fan of Harley Davidson, you know? Right. No, and everything in between, you know? So it's uh, when it comes to brands in general, Bear, is finding a community, finding something, me as an end consumer, that I will, I will feel proud to be part of. Like I'm telling you right now. It's like a, it's a, well, it's a culture, Bro. too. It's a culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys have you've, you've, you've cultivated this culture. I love it. I love the community. So no, th- and this is what the, so I, I just want to interrupt you for a second because th- this is what I really loved about the whole freestyle live concept and what it's really brought. It's what it brought. You were just talking about this before, you know, before the traditional way of doing this is that you would go to the trade show, you would introduce it to your to your true customer, which is the retailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yet you fostered this entire community with your end consumer, and now you're 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 almost kind of flipping it. You're saying, okay, like retailers, you're, you're still important. Obviously, you're, you're you're the you're the whole glue that keeps this together. Absolutely. Yep. We're we're gonna we're gonna bring we're gonna bring the entire community together, all of us, mm-hmm. retailers, consumers, and Drew Estate together, and we're gonna say, hey, here, here's what here's what we're doing. Here's here's this big announcement. I That's loved right. it. I absolutely loved. It. I thought it was it was completely revolutionary, um, and just a really unique way of doing it. And and all amidst a historic, you know, uh, event with the pandemic and everything like that. I mean, it was a perfect way to bring everybody together. I thought it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you so very much, man. I mean, other companies, bro, you know, I'm not saying that Drew Estate, oh my God, it's, we are the best in the business. No, because there is a lot of great companies out there. You know, like Alan Bradley, I got mad respect from Alan Rubin. I got my respect for his kids that work in the company, you know, Padron, Arturo Fuentes, you know. Uh, uh, Steve Saka, he has an amazing cigar company. Nicholas Melillo, who has an amazing cigar company. Oliva Cigars. Bro, I, I mean, I'm telling and I'm talking to you that everybody in the industry brings something unique to the table. Mm-hmm. And everybody is not just how different these cigars are. It's also about how they release the cigar brands too, because everybody dif- they do it in different ways. I mean, back in the days, besides doing the the uh, 
the trade shows, people were releasing cigar brands through cigar magazines, you know. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, of course, you know, time change, technology, technology change. And then you got people like you that has an amazing show, El Oso Fumar, you know, that somehow or another you are keeping that preaching. You are educating end consumers. And end consumer nowadays, they are very... They, they know about a lot of cigar brands in the market. You can fool an end consumer once, but you will never fool an end consumer twice. So that means that you can sell a cigar just for the height, just at the first time. But what about the second time? What about if the retailer place an order and reorder and keep reordering that particular cigar brand. And the guys comes every time to the store. Hey, do you have the Undercrown 10? No, I don't. Well, the guy goes to the to the other chap. You know, he does he doesn't mind driving one hour to another chap, you know. And nowadays with uh, the online uh, business, so he doesn't mind he ordering that cigar box from our friends in Harveston, Pennsylvania, you know, uh, wooden Indian tobacco, you know, good friend of mine, you know, all the people in Texas, that's where you are right there. So at the end of the day, uh, Bear is about how you can release your brands in a very efficient way without losing the message. Because what I'm telling to you is going to be very different once you get back to the store, what you're going to tell to the end consumer, what that cigar is all about. When the guys, the end consumer, they see a live show that whatever it goes, it goes, you know, <laughs> so you get the essence, you get the authenticity, you get everything from A to Z, what that cigar is all about. And it's not how eloquent an ambassador could be about talking that cigar brand. At the end of the day, my friend, the fucking cigar has to be the rock star because if the cigar sucks, it will die in the shelf, it will collect dust in the retail shelf, or even worse, it will end it up in a basket that say, buy three cigar, get these two cigars for free, which was the cigar that you couldn't sell. No, that's absolutely right. No, I, th I think there's some really good stuff here that I want to continue talking about with this, uh, with what you guys did with the, the virtual community that y'all created. Well, not created, just fostered, um, really, because I mean, the, the community was always there. So I, I kind of like to I like to break up the show uh, a little bit here, Pedro. And this is kind of uh, what I, we're going to talk about two of our fun segments here. That's right. And, uh, one of them is our one must go. So as always, uh, one must go is always brought to you by United Cigars, featuring La Giana Havana, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandura, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron lines. Smoke one today and start living united. Now, um, so wanted to, Pedro, wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, something that I noticed on your social media page. You actually were able to actually take a break, get a little R&R. Saw you took a little vacation. That was really nice. I was pretty, I was excited. I, I feel like you work all the time. So you're on, you're on mute, brother. You're on mute. I'm sorry. Well, yes. Well, first of all, let me take the time because I'm looking up at the comment section and I want to give a huge shout out to my friend, Eric Vieira. He's tuning out of Hawaii. I met my man when I was in Hawaii, first time going to Hawaii. It was amazing, bro. But I was begging all this time to Drew stay, bro, send me to Hawaii, send me to Hawaii. I was planning to go and do some cigar events. And of course, you know, who wouldn't want to take a vacation in Hawaii? 
Sure. So I remember that I start my travels. I resumed my travel this year in June and July. And that's when they told me, hey, Pedro, you're finally going to Hawaii. You're going to go in December. But then, you know, unfortunately, you know, the war went through another variant of COVID-19. So Delta, you know, and then he sent everybody to work from home. But Pedro didn't cancel the airfare to Hawaii because I was like, that is no way in hell that I'm not going to go to Hawaii. My boss, he was very kind enough to say, hey, Pedro, you know, go to Hawaii, visit some cigar stores, and you're going to keep the airfare as a business expenses. So that's what I did. And, you know, I have the opportunity to go and see my friends that I have met, friends that I have met in the past, people that have been going from Hawaii all the way to my hometown in Esteli, Nicaragua, and they have been coming to Cigar Safari. So my good friend, Chris Duque, uh, he's out of Hawaii, a uh, great, great guy, Eric, and everybody that hosted me while I was there, it was amazing, bro. Hawaii is a trip that everybody should make at one, in, uh, at one, at one point in their life. The scenery, bro, it is beautiful. And the cigar community, it is amazing because the Hawaiian people, bro, I don't know if you know this, bear, but they are a very giving people. They can take their share out of their back and give it to you. The hospitality is 100% top-notch. And it was amazing, bro. I, it was a great time. Hawaii, wow. <laughs> yeah, you got to take some time, you know? You know, life yeah. is about work. You got to work hard, but at the same time, you got to play hard when you can. All right, exactly. So... So that, so that I, I might have answered, I might have actually given away the answer here, but so the, the whole, here's the whole concept behind this, uh, this segment here, Pedro. So I'm going to give you three things in this case is this is three vacations. Okay. So three okay. vacations and you got to say, one's got to go. I'm going to go on the other two. I'm going to go on the other two way before I go over this one. So you're, I'm going to give you three vase. Awesome, well, in my mind, awesome vacations. You might actually hate one of them. So here we go. So <laughs> here, here's vacation. Number one. A tour of the five greatest beaches in the world. Ooh. Number two. Oh. Number uh -huh. two. Hold on. Here we go. A month away, a month away in the mountains, unlimited hunting, fishing, hiking, waterfalls, lakes, ultimate seclusion. But, you know, you can still have all the Internet and everything you want that's there, too. Number three, a month long tour of Europe's greatest restaurants. So which one's got to go? Which one, which I, I feel like the beaches are going to stay, but I, I don't know. Oh, of you, course. I'll, let you, I'll let you answer. Well, it's hard to say, man, because I will tell you like this. I know that I got a skit marking right here, bro. Shout out to <laughs> Nick Casueño, my man. I got my respect for Skip, bro. And before I answer that question, uh, let me tell you something about Skip. I met Skip when he came to Nicaragua with Michael or Mike, Mike Rosales. And I have the opportunity to see how they have evolved in the industry and the amazing cigar brands that this guy has been putting in the market. So Skip, wherever you are, brother, when this guy is Skip growing, he knows about, about good food and having a good time. So I knew that Skip, he 100% relate himself to the question that you have right there. Bro, you know, when you travel there, it goes hand to hand with food. You have to be open mind to try different type of food. And I'm all about food when I travel. And besides uh, 
tasting the, the local cuisine, wherever I am, I also like to taste the beers, you know, the local lager beers, that's my go-to. And I always try to to, to enjoy as much as I can. Uh, beaches, yes, they have, to, they have to stay. Now that you say beaches, man, it's very funny <laughs> because English is my second language. And sometimes when I say that word, other people <laughs> might take in a whole different way, buddy. Let me tell you something. The funny thing before I answer that question, when I was taking my ESL classes, I was attending to school here in the United States. I had the opportunity to, to win that scholarship. That was the opportunity that really changed my life, not just my life, but the life of my family who, who are back home in Esteli. And uh, 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 it also had changed lives for other people that are in my community in Esteli. So with it, the, the thing is this, when I was taking my ESL classes, I was learning English, you know, I'm still working on it, by the way. Sometimes my Tony Montana comes out of nowhere, but I'm working on my English. So I remember that my English teacher said, hey, Pedro, you have to write a resume and talk about your country. I was like, well, you know, and I was in front of class and I was attending class to different students from different nationalities. And I said, hey, if you ever go to Nicaragua, and I was talking this way, if you ever go to Nicaragua, you're going to meet great people in my country, friendly people in Nicaragua, and you're going to eat very well. You're going to drink really well, too, and you are going to love the beaches in my country. And they are very beautiful and they are also very cheap. And my teacher said to me, what did you say? You say bitches? No, I'm talking about, you know, the ocean and waves. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, no, son, you don't say bitches. You say bitches. Oh, there you go. So... <laughs> so, so to me, I mean, bro, traveling, bro, uh, what are top five beaches to go that I have the opportunity to go to. And first of all, I want to thank God because he has been giving me the, the opportunity to explore and having the opportunity to travel. I knew and I know that there is a lot of people in my hometown in Esteli that probably if I'm talking to them about places that I have been, I will be talking today to them in Chinese. So you have to know who you're talking to. Of course, who, you know, who, who your alien is. But out of the five beaches that I will suggest, you got to go to San Juan del Sur. I know Skip Martin loved to be there. So That's where San he is Juan right del now. Sur, He's sitting there with Luciano <laughs> Ramirez. There, there it is. You know, I'm, not, I'm not lying to you, bro. Another one, you have to go to Hawaii. There is a, a Waikiki Beach. Or if you are into surfing, which... I will suggest you to take surfing lessons. There is a beach in Hawaii. If my man Eric is seeing this, it's called Sandy Beach. Mm -hmm. The waves are super strong. And you will see a lot of locals surfing and they it looks so easy. I tried it this time that I went and I almost drowned myself. I was like, what the hell? I don't want, I mean... I, who doesn't want to die in heaven? But I, <laughs> I didn't want to die. But yeah, so uh, big waves, it really threw me into the sand and everything. And at some point, I hit my face with the sand because the wave was so strong. Another, another beach that you have to travel have to be Miami Beach. If you go to the wild jungle, brother, South Beach, 
Yeah, it's crazy. And you might end up in the local news if you don't know how to behave and you don't know how to behave with the alcohol because crazy thing happened in Miami. But a local nice beach to go in Miami is North Beach, beautiful beach where there is a, a lot of family that goes there. Uh, another beach that I have been going to is called Montego Bay in Jamaica. I went there uh, 2020. Right before the pandemic started to hit, I took some vacation to go to Jamaica and I was having an amazing time in Jamaica. But at the same time, I was reading the news and, and, and seeing how the whole world was shutting down. And I was trying to change my airfare from Jamaica to come back to the United States because you don't want to be locked down in Jamaica, brother. As beautiful as the place is, you don't want to be there because, you know, and I was very lucky enough to get back. And uh, after eight days, you know, the United States shut down the borders or the entrance and Jamaica shut their airport and everything. So you couldn't travel nowhere. Another place to, that I had the opportunity to go it was Cartagena in Colombia. So those are the places that I will highly recommend people to go. And because, you know, beaches is beautiful, man. You know, I think that when you got the opportunity to go a place like that, you can experience life in a beautiful, raw picture. And you can, you could easily be amazed how beautiful it is. You know, people go to the beach here in Miami to kind of therapy. You know, the people like to go to the beach to see women, you know, of course. Uh, and other people that used to, I love to go to the beach uh, to have a beer, have a cigar play my reggae music and see the waves, you know, and play with the water, you know, having a good time, you know, with friends. And it's always fun, you know? So my wife's watching this and she knows I'm not a beach person. I actually don't <laughs> like the beach. So uh, I go because my, my kids love it. She loves it. Like that's, she feels like they feel the way that you feel about beaches. Um, but I got to say that one of my all-time favorite things to do when we go on these beach trips and we, I mean, we don't go to any of these great places, uh, which I would love to one day, uh, for them, not for me. Um, but, but one thing I love to do, uh, when we do go to a beach trip is at night, I love sitting on the beach at night, just like listening to the water, listening to the waves, smoking a cigar that, that for me, that's, that's my beach experience. That's that's what so, I so. really love. Um, <laughs> that's 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 the way I enjoy the beach. I'm not so much about all the sand and the, the heat. And the, <laughs> yeah, it's just that's just just not me. But um, so my, mine on this is my go to out of all these vacations is, is probably the month long tour of Europe's greatest restaurants. But I would definitely pick the mountains like I'm more of a mountain cabin like fire like that's that's kind of my that's kind of my thing that's um, good that's good so, but uh but uh th thanks for uh thanks for participating in that Pedro. i really appreciate that so that was our that was our one must go uh check out check out some of pedro's favorite beaches around the world from jamaica to hawaii miami and of course san juan del sur there san juan is, sur. in his native nicaragua so uh <laughs> always brought to you by united cigars featuring lagian havana distributors of jose dominguez bandolero garofalo and the highly acclaimed adipe and byron lines smoke one today and start living united so this is our next segment uh pedro we we usually what i what i usually do is feature a charity uh mm -hmm. every week um and uh normally i i, I threw a little curveball this week uh continuing uh from last week's uh ls fumar takes we had storm bowen 
on of Cigars for Warriors, a charity that Drew Estate has long supported, been there since day one uh, with Storm and all of the great people there at Cigars for Warriors. And so I wanted to continue that segment to, uh, into this week's show. And um, I know that you, you've, they've been a big part of the barn smoker culture. I know barn smokers haven't been around for a couple of years because of you know what we've all been talking about. But uh, talk a little bit about how Cigars for Worries has been a part of the barn smoker experience, how you guys brought them in, and why they're such a big part of, of what you all do at Drew Estate. Absolutely, man. Well, quick shout out to Cigar for Warriors. Quick, uh, not quick shout out, big shout out to them. Also, a big shout out to the volunteer ambassadors that they go through, you know, they go to host events and they uh, get the cigars uh, for the people in Cigar for Warriors. But most importantly, man, Cigar for Warriors, first of all, before I say anything, I just want to thank the men and women that have served this country. The men and women that have served in different branches in the military in the United States. And that's what Cigar for Warriors is all about. It's about them collecting cigars from retailers and end consumers. Back in the days, we used to give a lot of cigars to Cigar for Warriors, but due to FDA, we cannot longer give cigars to them, you know. But we gave the spotlight to attend to us, to our events, our cigar events that happens in these stores, to go to our barn smokers, to go to our trade shows, because Cigar for Warriors is a very important cause. And the person that uh, understood this early on was Jonathan Drew. And Jonathan Drew embraced Cigar for Warriors big time. Uh, and it is amazing what this guy has done because when you when these people ship cigars, they are shipping cigars to the men and women that are deployed in other countries, my friend. You know, it's easy to smoke a cigar in a cigar lounge, have a good time with your friends, but in order to enjoy that freedom, somebody has paid the ultimate price. You feel me? And for us, it is a very important thing to do because I have, I have had the privilege to talk to uh, different soldiers that they say, you know, after a crazy long day being deployed, in other countries, you know, uh, our number one thing that we look forward every time at the end of the day is to have a cigar. And, and you know, what this guy have done, everybody understand in this country what men and women have done in the military, you know. And for us, it is a cause that we have to keep it at life. And we are, we support Cigar for Warriors big time. And it is something that we are very proud there are also other companies that support them big time as well as retailers and end consumers. And it is a cause that should continue, you know, and I think it's a beautiful thing to, to do. And, and you just don't know who you're going to make, uh, whose day you're going to make today by donating cigars to Cigar for Warriors, by donating money that they use that money to cover the cheap costs. Because at the end of the day, this is a very legit organization. And they have won the recognition from people that rate uh, or review this non-profit organization. And they easily hold five stars when it comes to how legit they are. It's a beautiful thing. Of course, it's run by a storm and a lot of people that are part of Cigar Fours. And that's a beautiful thing for me to talk about it. 
we had Storm on last week, and you guys can check out uh, Take 193 and learn a lot more about the story of Storm and Scars for Warriors. And, and Pedro is right on with that. They have uh, they are uh, they are rated by some of the foremost uh, nonprofit rating agencies in the world uh, as one of the most legit uh, charities out there. They're very transparent about everything, and you can read up on them at uh, cigarsforwarriors.org. Uh, check them out. Please consider donating and uh, give back the way that the, the Drew Estate has done by partnering with them and working them several times. So, um, so Pedro, that kind of goes into this. I mean, again, we were talking, you know, they were, they were such a big part of, they're, they're still a big part of Drew Estate and they were such a big part of the barn smoker events that you guys did, um, you know, for years until, you know, the pandemic came around, but uh, this, this, the whole pandemic, obviously it changed a lot of things and I'm not here to have rehash like how you felt or how it worked and everything like that, but it did change who you were. Um, cause what, what you were Pedro as an ambassador for Drew estate, you were all about the in-person event and they, they, you, you toured the world as you were just talking about and, uh, creating these, uh, ambassadors, uh, just like of Drew estate, this community that we've been talking about all night. Um, so how was that adjustment for you? Like going from this, I'm going all over the world. I'm going this, I'm doing this in person to doing it in a virtual manner, like how did that affect you personally and how did you, how did you adjust to it? You know what, man? Uh, that's a good question, man. Uh, I mean, there is a lot of elements to that question. That question could be answered in different ways. And I will say that, first of all, the in-person events is an experience that you can never, never replicate. Because cigars is about people, you know, like Carlitos Fuentes say, you know, and when you have the opportunity to meet these people, to shake their hands, you know, to have a conversation face to face, it's an experience that builds longevity to our brands. To me, I feel honored and humble to have this opportunity. That's why I take this job very with my heart. I won't say probably it is not the, the right way to say it's not the right way to say I take it very personal. No, I take it with a lot of pride because I'm from from Nicaragua. I'm from Esteli. And therefore, you know, having the opportunity to talk to end consumers and retailers face to face, to me, it is a honor that. I know that a lot of people in my country only think and dream about or maybe imagine how cigars store are like or what cigars are all about. I couldn't understand that when I was working at the factory. But when I had the opportunity to come to Drew State and I go to the cigar stores and I see people that go and hang out in those cigar lounges and you see guys, you know, having a good time, breaking everybody's ball because everybody's giving a hard time to somebody, you know, everybody's laughing. You see these old guys feeling like they are in a kindergarten or in, the, uh, in a play jar. It's a beautiful thing to see. And obviously, you know, the COVID-19, it took away that from you. I love travel. I love meeting people. You know, I love listening to other people's stories because in the cigar industry, you meet people from different walks of life. And everybody has a story if you pay attention to whatever they are saying to you. And you never know what you're going to learn from those people. Now, when we start, when we pivot, from in-person events to virtual events, that was something that, that, that came organically. Uh, how you can 
still be relevant when you cannot host any in-person events. So Zoom did a great job, you know, connecting everybody. And for us in the long run, we had the opportunity to talk to different people that we have never talked before. Because on my virtual events, people were tuning in from different places, which is something that will never happen if I was doing an in-store event. Because you're going to be talking, if you're lucky, well, if you're talking to everybody, I try to talk to everybody when I'm doing my cigar events, uh, but reaching a huge demo demography, not just a cigar smoker, but people that probably are kind of curious to smoke a cigar. And the beautiful thing is that this thing is recorded and it lives in a social media platform. It could live in YouTube, on Facebook, and Twitter, and Instagram, you name it, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, for me, it changed big time because before I was traveling all over the United States doing cigar events, and then I was stuck at home, working from home, and going out of this little desk from my, my little living room to all over the country. So I think for Drew State was a big win because we had the opportunity to reach a lot of people. For me, personal, I think that in life, everything can change, my friend. Life is the most unpredictable thing that we could ever experience. Everything can change in a matter of a second. But it's up to you how you can adjust yourself to the new normal. And to me, I mean, at first it was kind of weird doing virtual events because I, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't have no experience talking to the camera, just to the computer myself. Uh, uh, but uh, I mean, you start to, I start to enjoy what I was doing, meeting people. And now that I have the opportunity to travel, it's amazing to meet those people that you meet them in the first place, virtually. So uh, it changed, you know, I think that it had changed everybody, man. You know, COVID, uh, I mean, the fact that, the, the, well, let me, put, let me put you this way. COVID changed the whole world, but at the same time, it, it really showed you how delicate things could change. I mean, things can change in a, in, in a heartbeat. But at the same time, during the pandemic, it really gives you the appreciation to never take 40 things for granted. Going to a cigar lounge is great, but you couldn't do it last year. Seeing your family was great, but you, could, you couldn't see them because of the pandemic. And unfortunately, there were few people that lost their loved ones because they passed away. Uh, so, you know, if you haven't learned something during the pandemic, I don't know what else can teach you, you know? So in life, you learn from everything. So you have to really adjust yourself and keep your mind positive. That's my take out of that. Yeah, it's, it, it's this interesting, like this interesting kind of turn, turning of events and everything. So like, like, for example, like you and I, you and I connected over social media first. We got to meet then in person when, when things could happen in person and so like when the pandemic happened you you kind of go back into that now this is only the only thing that we can do but now it's like when you go back out it's it's i, I imagine it's almost kind of you know that's a turnabout of phrase i know it's drew estates about the rebirth of cigars but it's almost like a rebirth of 
of your job because now you're seeing old friends, but now you're seeing all these new friends too. Right. I imagine it's got to be it's got to be a really whirlwind of an experience that way. It's beautiful, man. And seriously, uh, it is amazing. Uh, like when I was traveling in June, in July, I was I was hitting places in Texas and Pennsylvania. And it was amazing to meet these people, you know, people that drove hours to go to the event. I remember that I was in Michigan and that was this lady uh, that came to the event. And it was amazing, you know, to meet them in person. Uh, I mean, in the long term, uh, you know, you got winners and losers. Everybody wants to be part of the winners, you know, but at the end, to, to be part of the winner, you have to think differently. You know, sometimes you got to. You, you have to take the risk and just hope for the best, you know, and, and whatever you were doing that didn't work out, you have to think about it and see how you can do it again. This time it's going to be better because when you fail, brother, and you're going to start again, you're going, you are not going to start from a scratch. You're going to start from lessons that you already know. Mm-hmm. And that's a fucking beautiful thing to think about it, because in life, you know, it's about, you know, knocking down, uh, you know, you get up, you fall, you get up and you fall. When you fall, that's when you learn. That's when you fucking learn when you fall. So I, I was talking to somebody and I told him that I wasn't I told him that I wouldn't share who who it was. But I remember and this. They don't work for Drew Estate, but they're a, they're a, they're a person who's really plugged into this industry. And when this all came down, it was really hard on them. Mm-hmm. And they said something that to me that really, I, I knew I was going to talk to you about because I, I was like, I got, I was like, I have to tell Pedro the story. And they're like, okay, just, just don't say my name. They're, they're pretty shy. Okay. But he was, he was saying to me that you, you, okay, you really picked him up because you know, he had followed you all this time. And I think he met you a couple of times he had said and everything. And we were actually even talking about how, how you and I have talked about this. You're the, you're the, you're the genuinely happiest person I've ever met in my life. Um, I've, Thank I've, you, brother. I've never, I've never seen you upset. Um, I've, I've, Thank you. I've never seen you exude any other emotion other than joy. And, and, and I think it's, you were talking about, you've talked about your background and how you've just, like you said, you make, you've made lemonade your entire life. And so you just, life's unexpected and you just roll with it. Um, and him and I were talking about that and he's like, man, I was, I was tuning into freestyle lives and I was tuning into these things that Pedro was doing. He's like, he's like, man, he just, he really lifted me up, you know? And when I was in some, you know, this pretty, like, just, he's like, not really dark place, but I was just like, I was just depressed. I, you know, like my life changed overnight and I'm sitting here and I'm listening to this guy that just is uh, joyous about life and, 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 and cigars and like nothing's changed. He's just this, the, it's just the audience is different. It's, it's all over a screen now instead of in person. Right. I said, yeah. I said, that's, that's him. That's, that's who he is. <laughs> and uh, wow. Um, so I wanted to share that with you. He wouldn't, he didn't want me to share his name. So that is awesome, uh, man. But, that but, is awesome, man. Wow. Make an impact. Thank you so very much. Uh, you know, if, uh, well, first of all, you know, please say hi to your friend. And uh, oh. those are the things that really make me feel good about it. Because like late Tupac Shakur used to say, we are not going to change the world, but we can spark 
people that are going to change the world. By the way, how you can influence people how to think, that's when you know that you are doing something that could be impactful. Not just, uh, not just for you, but it could be impactful for other people. So if you are living and breathing, you have to find a good cause. You feel me? Oh, yeah. And if you're talking to somebody, if that person changed the way how that is thinking, you know, or most importantly, he seems life in a whole different perspective, you have done something good. And to me, that's what life is all about, man. Never imagine that I will have the opportunity to do this. And, and every day I'm very grateful. And by being grateful, brother, is when you can feel the true happiness. Because happiness is not about money. It's not about material stuff. It's not about the position that you hold in society. It's about being grateful and acknowledge where you came from. And thinking that, you know, uh, everything is about doing your best. And never take a step back. Always move forward no matter what. Absolutely. So, Pedro, I've got two more questions for you tonight. Yes. This has been a fantastic conversation. I just want to thank you so much for your time tonight. I know that it's late on a Sunday for you. It's it's always late for my guests. They they and they and I, I, it doesn't go without appreciation. I know that this is taken away from your time, and I know you got to work tomorrow, just like the rest of us. So it really means a lot for you, uh, for me, for to to have you as my guest tonight. So thank you so much. Um, but uh, so here's my so my question, just to kind of it kind of rolls into what we we're just talking about my introduction to you. I remember the first time that I saw your name, saw who okay. you were. I, I was reading this wonderful article in cigar press by Thor Nielsen uh, about, uh, about your role and how you were, uh, you were basically the brand ambassador for Nika Rustica. And then right. this, this at the time, this hot new brand from Drew estate. And it was a cigar brand that was, you know, really, you know, really affordable, great budget friendly, great tobacco, had a really unique story behind it. And it was, you know, this really launching, you're, you're a huge, the center of that. And that's, that was my introduction to you. And, and then here we are years later. So, you know, so 2020, we talked a lot about Undercrown today, but 2020 also saw a complete revamping, reshaping of Nika Rustica. Talk right. a little bit about that because I think that's a really cool, a really cool um, kind of full circle from where, uh, from when I first was introduced to you. Awesome, man. Well, th- first of all, thank you so very much for uh, bringing bringing that topic to 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 this conversation. I mean, Nica Rustica, aka El Brujito, and people that don't know what El Brujito means is the little shaman. Is the symbol, the petroglyph that was found in a rock in Esteli, Nicaragua, and the rock. You can picture and see that rock that is in the Esteli Museum. So, according to the history, the shaman or the the, the yeah the, the 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 chief of the indigenous back in that time, who was the only person who smoked tobacco, and the tobacco was used for a ritual purpose. So, what Drew Estate did in 2013, we released the cigar. Name Nica Rustica, aka El Brujito. Uh, and, you know, the cigar, people that have smoked that cigar, or people that haven't tried that cigar, maybe they have seen that cigar in the stores, is a medium to full body cigar. 
It has a broadleaf grapper. Tabacos are from Nicaragua. And, you know, it has a beautiful story behind. The cigar is really, really good. Now, for us, in our portfolio, Nica Rustica is a value brand. That means the price point is super sweet. It goes in the six, six, uh, $6 point range. Uh, of course, you know, from state to state, the price will vary because of taxes. But for us, you know, Nico Rustica is a, is a very important brand. And last year, as you said, we, uh, uh, we changed the presentation of the cigar because we knew how valued that cigar is for end consumers. The mistake that we did in 2013 was that we didn't emphasize more to create a good marketing program for that brand. But 20, uh, last year, we revisited the brand and we put a lot of, uh, we re-enhanced the brand and the brand uh, awareness. And Nica Rustica is a great cigar. Uh, and by doing that, we increase the brand awareness and people love it. You know, the cigar used to come in bundles and now it comes in a nice box and people love it. You know, the, the band and everything is very different. So the same cigar, though, the same blend and everything is just a presentation, which is different. No, I really, I really like what you did. Uh, I mean, I, I, I always liked the bundles. I thought they were, they were really packaged really well. I, the, the big, the big boxes were really nice and everything. And uh, I, you know, I, but I really liked that you guys revamped it because, you know, like you said, it's a value brand, but it, it's still, it's still a very special brand to a lot of folks. And for it to kind of have, you know, for it to have its own kind of special kind of presentation right. rather than this kind of like. Hey, it's it's this this bundle brand when it's really not. Yes. It's so much more than that. And it's so more I, than them. I really like it, and I really like the revamped artwork and everything. Yes, it was really, it was really, really well done. I was really it's, excited. It's, about it's it. very nice. And in twenty in twenty twenty two, big things are coming, bro. Nica Rustica. I'm not gonna say more oh. because I'm gonna find myself in trouble. But everybody <laughs> that is watching this one. You guys are going to see next well, year. Have another beer and tell us all about it. Okay. <laughs> but it's going to be good, man. Uh, the value of Nica Rustica is amazing. Uh, the, the, uh, the amount of cigar smokers that have tried that cigar, they truly embrace what Nica Rustica is all about. And another thing is that because of the price point, another company will easily, $6 bro, a cigar, could easily make a mild to medium cigar that could cost $6. But for us, we went a little bit above the bar and made a cigar that is medium to full, a $6 a piece. So, you know, it is it is very different. At the end of the day, you know, the brand lives in the war of brands as long as everything works out detail in step by step and we have we have been very pleased how nika rustic has been performing of course what we did last year numbers shows how you know people reorder those brands and they smoke it and they post it that's a you know what now they're talking about this one when i'm i'm in social media and there is a lot of people which i really want to take the time to tend them 
And when they smoke something from Drew Estate and they post it and they tag me on it, it's, it's beautiful to see, man, because people are sharing their most private, intimate moment that they have going on in their life. And they got something to sip and something to smoke. So for me, it is something that money cannot buy. And that's why I'm very happy to be representing Drew Estate and talking on behalf of the people from Drew Estate Factory. And that's a beautiful thing to watch. Well, I'm really excited to, uh, like I said, I was really excited to have this conversation with you tonight, Pedro. We, you know, the, the first interview that I did with you was, was at a barn smoker a couple of years ago. And it was, you know, really, really short. And you, it was really short, uh, comparatively speaking. But, you know, you, it was a lot of time considering the, at the event that we were at. I know you were being pulled in a thousand different directions. So that was really great. Um, but this, this conversation tonight has been fantastic. Um, Thank you. I'm one of, uh, I'm one of your biggest fans. I've always, I've always, I've just, I've always appreciated your work. I love what you do and I love the, you know, I love Drew Estate cigars. So, uh, it all kind of so goes in hand, but, uh, this is our, this is our last question of the night. And as always, it is our curveball question. And you kind of teed this up really nicely earlier. You just didn't know it. Our, okay. But our curveball question is always brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Fastballs or curveballs, it doesn't matter. Since the company's inception, Steve Sock has been knocking them out of the park six consecutive years in the consensus top three. Yep, I looked it up and That's even good. got a fact check on it. So, um, so here's the curveball question. So you were telling this story earlier when we were brought up on One Must Go, we were, and we we're talking about beaches, and you were talking about the ESL class and how you used to speak <laughs> beaches. Uh, and so, <laughs> so this is actually... Per- Tease up this question perfectly. Okay, so in- English is your second language. Obviously, mm-hmm. Spanish is your first. And as part of your role at Drew Estate, being a brand ambassador, you've had the opportunity uh, to uh, show a lot of people from around the world all the great things about Drew Estate, all the great things about your hometown of Esteli. And it's, I know it's a beautiful thing for you. So a lot of Spanish, I know, probably gets spoken on these trips. And by people who probably shouldn't speak Spanish. So now the tables are turning here, Pedro. What is the word? What is the one Spanish word that you hear butchered the most? And for all time, you want to make sure that you would like to correct all of us gringos out here that don't okay. know how to pronounce the word. What's that one Spanish word that just drives you crazy because it gets butchered all the time? Oh, man. <laughs> I know there's got to be a lot. So you, you take oh. your time. Man, what it could be? Uh, I don't know, man. You know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to language, you know, of course, you know, it's a huge barrier when, especially when people travel. But I don't know what what would be. Just give me uh, some kind of clue. Well, I'm I'm sure there's people that mispronounce Esteli. Uh, okay, I know people that probably. Uh, Probably some of the other other regions like Jalapa, Condega, mm-hmm. uh, Omentepe, right. uh, San Juan del Sur, <laughs> to mm-hmm. example. I'm sure people <laughs> mispronounce a lot of the tobacco names. I know that yes. like uh, Maruro uh, yes. gets mispronounced, or people do, or people go really crazy and overemphasize it, like I just did. Um, I so I, I I grew up in a border town. We talked about this right before the show, mm-hmm. um, and so. Um, I mean, so Spanish somewhat comes naturally to me, uh, right. but I, I know, I know, I, I kind of, I know I mispronounced stuff all the time. So I don't know. I was, I, I just thought, I thought 
I thought it'd be interesting to kind of to kind of throw it around. <laughs> like finally, you get to throw it back on us for a change, you know. <laughs> well, I will say, bro, Esteli. But you know what? The funny thing about uh, Esteli is that Esteli is a it's a it's a decent sized city in Nicaragua. But Nicaragua was a small country. But what really, really amazed me is the people that love cigars. They do know where Nicaragua is. They do know where Esteli is. And that really amazed me. Other people, you know, pronounce the word Esteli very differently. But when you go to Esteli, boom, then you know how to say Esteli. Some people say Esteli or Esteli. Is Esteli. That's my hometown, and that's where all the goodness comes from. It's not just about Drew Stay, it's about all the cigar companies that are based in my hometown, that they bring something extremely unique to the market, not just here in the United States, but to other countries as well. So Esteli is always going to be in my heart, no matter what. My happy places to be is where home is. And my home is in Esteli. That I can awesome. tell you, brother. That's awesome. So, uh, Pedro, again, I can't thank you enough for your time tonight. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Uh, you're an absolute uh, beacon in this industry, uh, a beacon of joy, but an ambassador for not just Drew Estate, but for cigars. And you really, you really connect all of us. Thank you the, so much, man. The consumer to media to retailer. I mean, you really have a way uh, just to that you've ingrained yourself in the in the overall community and industry. It's just been it's been a pleasure speaking with you tonight. Thank you. So wow, much. man. Thank you so very much, man. You know, before I go, I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to be in your show. And also Fumar, what a great show, man. You are a great host. You have great questions. And it is it is very important for us that we are in the manufacturing size to have the opportunity to talk and to express and to preach the message about our brands. Uh, for me, uh, I was looking forward for this interview. I was looking for big time, bro, because this is going to be your last show. I, that's what you said, right, of the year. Yeah, last show of the year. Yeah, and this is going to be my last show of the year too. So for me, you know, uh, it is a, it is a privilege to talk to the people, and I just want to thank everybody that has been tuning while we were live. You know, everybody that were tuning from different places, Susanna, Toby that is right here in Miami, uh, people James Sarge that is in Maryland, uh, Louisiana, everybody that has been tuning with us. Thank you so very much, man. And on behalf of Drew Stay, everybody in the company here in the United States. And everybody in Esteli, Nicaragua, people from the factory, we would like to thank you for your support. Everybody that is watching this, retailers and consumers, you, my friend, that you were the host tonight. Thank you so very much, man. And from the bottom of my heart, bro, I wish everybody Merry Christmas. Yeah, I wish everybody a Happy New Year. And I wish everybody an amazing year next year. Okay? Absolutely. Merry Christmas to everybody. Tune in for Take 195. El Oso Fumar takes top 10 cigars will be coming in the new year. Hope everyone has a great Christmas and a happy new year. This was our 194th take. You can check us out on Facebook 
Elosa Fumar, also on our YouTube channel, Elosa Fumar as well. Be sure if you are a subscriber, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Pod, uh, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure you hit the download, subscribe, and review button. If you are a subscriber, be sure you hit unsubscribe, but don't forget to hit resubscribe. That helps my number so I can keep getting great guests like our guest of honor tonight, uh, Mr. Pedro Gomez of Drew Estate. So as always, everybody, I'm Bear Duplissy live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios of Euless, Texas, coming at you in 2022 with some amazing takes. We close it out with a great one here with Pedro Gomez, Drew Estate Cigars. And guess what, everybody? We'll see you next time. Awesome. <laughs>